and welcome to the Bubbly and Baseball podcast, hosted, as always, by Ed Hand and Bailey Von Schneider. If you love drinking sparkling adult beverages and you also happen to love baseball, then we would love for you to join us. So, without further ado, here are Bailey and Ed. Welcome back, folks. Welcome to uh, another exciting episode of Bubbly and Baseball, the show where we aren't actually drinking, so the bubbly part is kind of misleading. But uh, yes. I'm uh, I'm Ed Hand, as always, with my co-host. Bailey Von Schneider. Thank you for joining us once again. And uh, we're here to talk about Major League Baseball trade orgy 2020, uh, 2022, sorry. Yes, uh, yes. Free agency <laughs> and trade. Somehow none of the big agents have really signed. It's It's been wild, but like not wild in the way I think we thought. <laughs> yeah, so what do you think of uh, the free agent signings that have happened? We had a kind of a slow burn into things um, yeah. on the 11th. Uh, not really much happening. I think uh, the first signing was uh, old Red Sox friend Martin Perez, who um, I don't think would have a job uh, or a career if uh, he wasn't left-handed, at least. Oh. I mean, he'd probably have a job, just not a major league baseball. Yeah, and not only that, didn't he get like $6 million? Uh, I think it was, four, I want to say four. Four? four. She got $6 still, million from the Red Sox, though, yeah. before that for doing basically so the same thing. So. He's made like $10 million off of like the, the last two years, like, or something like that. Like, uh, my thing with Martin Perez, I think you're 100% right. Lefties, especially if they're kind of crafty, can last so much longer. I mean, look at Rich Hill. He's like 42 years yeah. old. But I mean, Rich Hill is just still on a way different level than you know, Martin Perez is, but, um, yeah, he went, he's going back to Texas. Texas is desperate for pitching. I don't think this is helping you at all. I still think that you're dog shit pitching Texas. Like, are you just, ba- what are you banking on? Are you banking on like sending lighter directly to the majors? But, uh, and not only that, but lighter also being the reincarnation of the still alive Nolan Ryan. Yeah. So I, I really don't really know what their angle has been this whole offseason. Like they got two shortstops, two really good shortstops this offseason, two of the best. But uh, and it's weird. I felt like they went in a really weird way because they traded Gallo. And now were you just trading Gallo so you could use that money on a Semyon and on a Seeger? But at the same time, it almost felt like you were like going into a rebuild and then you were like, uh-uh. Look just at, kidding. Yeah, look at what we're doing. We're not in a rebuild, even though maybe you kind of still are because I think you I don't care how good your lineup is, how well they bang, like your pitching is terrible. <laughs> It's good. Good pitching always is going to be good hitting, especially in the playoffs. Again, it's a game where your best offensive players are failing seven out of 10 times. The pitching is always going to have the advantage. So I have zero idea what their whole plan is. And they also traded uh, their third baseman, um, Isaiah Kiner-Falafa, to uh, the Minnesota Twins for Mitch Garver. Yeah, and then I get it. So there, you're trying to get better behind the plate with Mitch Garver, and like, yeah, Isaiah Connor Falefa, like, it's it's fine. Like, you, there's no, especially when you literally added two shortstops, you had absolutely no need for Isaiah Connor Falefa. So yeah. like, that made sense. And then they did it in such a smart way that they were like, okay, we know we want to target um, somebody behind the plate, so we're gonna go after Mitch Garver, and then we're gonna you know, then we're going to get the return we want. And then the twins just go in, like send Isaiah kind of for left to the Yankees. Um, so it's like sort of just swapping, swapping, yeah. swapping. But and that's a good, um, that's a good segue though, honestly, oh, yeah. into what in my opinion was the most interesting trade. Oh my God. I, okay. So this is, this is the world that I live in. So I, every time something effing crazy happens, when with the trade in Major League Baseball, I decide I'll take an edible that night. Oh and no. then I usually watch a movie with friends and then I'll like so I'm not checking my phone at all, and then I'll check my phone like when everybody leaves. So I did this again. I did it literally when the Red Sox traded for Jackie Bradley Jr. I it was like one of those moments of like, I don't believe what I'm reading. Like does not compute. And the same thing happened with the Yankees and that trade for Donaldson and Isaiah kind of fluff. Like, unless they're doing something. Yes. I do understand that even a 36 year old Josh Donaldson, his big issue is injury. 
he had a he's better than Gio Urshela. Like I understand that. Um, and then of course the, but then it's like Isaiah Connor-Falefa, he's fine. He's going to hit you a bunch of singles. Like, you know, he's maybe, but it's just like, I don't think that the Yankees got better. Trade was, um, Isaiah Connor-Falefa who had just gone to, uh, he had literally just gone to the Twins like the day before. Yes. And so it was him and Josh Donaldson and his gigantic contract. And yes. catcher Ben Rorvalt, I believe, he who appears yes. to be a boulder that has gained sentience. Uh, oh, yes. They all went to uh, the Yankees in exchange for uh, Gary Sanchez, uh, mm-hmm. famously not a very good fielding catcher. Uh, hits a lot of home runs, doesn't really do much else. And uh, Gio Urshela, who honestly... And I might catch some heat for saying this. I don't know how much of an upgrade Donaldson is over him. I don't necessarily. I I think that it's interesting because when, you know, when Urshela was with the Blue Jays, he was always a glove first guy. And then he kind of really found himself in New York. And didn't he have an injury? Wasn't he pretty injured? I mean, he I was thought, play, I mean, he was certainly playing through some stuff. Yeah, um, so it's like I, he only had four hundred twenty plate appearances. Uh, sorry, four forty two plate appearances. Yeah. So I don't really understand this logic unless something else big is coming, but I don't really foresee it. So my thing is like, you're taking on a massive Josh Donaldson contract, but it's not as if like when the Red Sox were like, we want Josh Beckett. We have to take on Mike Lowell's contract. The same thing just happened with the Reds. The uh, you know, the Reds, um, the Reds in Seattle. Seattle's like, we yeah. want Jesse Winker. We have to take e- e- Eugenio Suarez, Suarez yeah. as well. So it's like that thing. Whereas like with this, it's not as if like, oh, we have to take on Josh Donaldson because Isaiah Kanafalefa is a can't miss. Like so I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Everybody's taught everybody's been making fun of him as a player. I like him a lot. I um I, I feel like we're going to hate him as a Yankee because he's just gonna be one of these guys that's really fucking annoying. So first of all, not a bad war last year, 3.7. It's because his defense isn't is incredible. Defense is, that that oh yeah, his yeah, his defense and he he came up as a catcher, won a gold glove at third base plays extremely good defense at shortstop now and there's not a ton of pop in his bat but it's not nothing either he had 25 doubles eight homers stole 20 bases so he's not you know he's not necessarily uh, a franchise player but he is the kind of guy that if say uh one he's going to be affordable mm-hmm. two when volpe comes up you can move him off of shortstop oh, yeah. and still have a place so I kind of, yeah. and he's only on his fourth year. So I, I can understand where some of that value comes from. I understand the logic to a point with, with, with Volpe, but I've seen some like Yankee fans that have tweeted, Oh man, if Volpe isn't the second coming of Jesus Christ, so help me God to the idea of like a Carlos Correa exists out there. Uh, a Seager existed out there. You know, uh, even a Marcus Semyon was out there. And then you, you have a, a Trevor story. So you have the guys that are like, quote unquote, superstars or really solid or have this incredible potential to, you know, banking that Volpe is going to become one of them. And he could. Volpe looks goddamn legit. And I'm like, oh, fuck you, Yankees, you know? And um, so I sort of am like, that's who I'm jealous of. So like, but for this kid's sake, he better be the real deal. Or fans are going to hate him. Yeah, and but you know that's that's the other thing though. There's always there's a new draft every year. There's going to be a new top pick in the country, and there'll be a new top free agent in the country. There'll be shortstops that become available again. You know, like it's 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 an endless cycle, and just because you're not going big on somebody this year doesn't mean you're never going to. Which is kind of what's been driving me a little crazy about um, Yankee fans in some ways, Red Sox fans. Honestly, just any group of fans that hasn't made a big move and we're, we're going to talk about the free agency stuff we've got two more trades to go uh one of them is the one that the aforementioned uh seattle which i yeah. thought was oh. a really smart trade for them because jesse winker oh boy so, you can hit jesse winker is so good he had like a 146 like wrc plus last year like he's gonna he's gonna oh it's so like seattle's dude people are like worrying about like do worry about seattle 
Oh yeah, they signed the cur- they signed the rating Cy Young winner. They just got an absolute uh, people. I don't think people realize how good he is, Winker, because he's first of all he got hurt a little bit. I think yeah. after the All Star game, and that sort of put a damper on his season. But he's been a good hitter for a few years now, and it's he's going to have a bigger market. He's a good fielder. He's he's going to do really well. And I'm hearing that they're going to give him some opportunity to hit against lefties. That's really been his bugaboo. Has been that he does struggle against left-handed lefties, pitching, but they're going to yeah. give him a chance to figure it out. And Suarez, I think I read somewhere that he's hit the most home runs in the majors since uh, 2018. Yeah. Which has been great. Great name I mean, he's, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super cool name. Weird Cruella Deville hairstyle. Yeah. Look at uh, my Cruella. <laughs> I loved it. But, but he's, um, you know, like he's a good fielder. They'll be able to use him at third base and fill in the gap left by Kyle Seager, who similar skill set. Um, hopefully, for his sake, he's above the Mendoza line this year. Um, but and what the Reds got back wasn't for what they're doing because they traded Sonny Gray for some prospects, and that's like that's not a really exciting trade. This yeah, one they right. got. Jake Fraley, who's like a speedy outfielder who'll get a chance to play a bit more. But they also got Justin Dunn, who I think is a pretty good pitching prospect. Yeah, so it's interesting. It just looks like the Reds, I feel bad for their fan base, but it looks like they're potentially just like literally what's left, Joey Votto. And like, I mean, what is Joey Votto thinking right now? Uh, they've got Luis Castillo and Tyler Mahal, or however you pronounce it as well. Oh, Mahal, so there's going to be, there's going to, yeah, Mahal, uh, there's going to be some more, uh, there's going to be some more Reds trading because there's absolutely, those two, it makes no sense for them to keep. Votto might, seems like the kind of guy who might be like, uh, I don't know, I have a nice house here. I guess I'll stay, eh? Yeah, and he's been a red the whole career, and there's still a couple of years left on that con. I, I think on that contract. Yeah. So, he's so it's to like. Deal. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, more, way more difficult to deal. I, I, I don't see them dealing him, but like you're right, Castillo Romale could very well be dealt. And hell yeah, I'll take, I'll take a Castillo didn't have the best of seasons last year, but like that guy's legit. He had a very rough first month, and then he kind of kept getting progressively better as the season went on. Plus, I mean, it's, it's not like uh, um, the Reds' ballpark is particularly good for pitchers. It's really— Yeah, I know. Really they not, fly out but, of there. But like you were saying, I just feel bad for the Reds' fan base because oh. they had they had a three-year gap that they somehow played under 500 during, made the playoffs once. If the system had switched and it was six playoff teams, they would have made it last year. Uh mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just got to suck that, like, you know, your team actually spent a little bit of money, got some big names, and now they're, oops, they're all gone. Yeah, I know. It almost looked as if, like, you know, when they were bringing in, um, when they uh, brought in Castellanos, it almost seemed as if they were trying to do something. And then, yeah, like you said, it just completely explodes, like, what, two years later? Yep. It's it's unfortunate. So, like, that brings me to um, Red Sox fans. And what do you have to bitch about? I'm, oh, I've got I'm one sorry. more thing. We're going to get to Red Sox. We'll get to the bitch. I'm going to go one in last on trade. Yeah. One last trade. Matt Olson. The biggest yes. one of, of them it, all. That's the only reason but, I'm being a stickler on this. Okay, we're both huge Freddie Freeman people. I will say, since they, like, immediately locked up Olsen to, like, what, like, eight years, 168 or, or something in and around that, dude, Anthopolis is like kind of goddamn brilliant. Yeah. If you're going to lose your franchise first baseman, this is the way to make your fandom not totally hate you. They're still going to hate you because Freddie Freeman is beloved in Atlanta, but like this is younger than Freddie Freeman. And like Freddie Freeman is getting older. I mean, I still like, hi, I'm signed that man. I like, don't care. I don't think he's necessarily going to like go into a massive decline, but like a decline will come. Whereas like, I'm pretty sure that Olsen is like 27, 28 kind of in that prime is out of that terrible ballpark in Oakland. And man, I think he's home. Meat clearly was like, give me all the money, Atlanta. I'm home. I want you just won. Like, I've got, like, they've got a great young core, man. Atlanta's like set up. Yeah, they just, 
They just traded their first and second ranking prospects, and you still you don't feel like they're an old team. They still Acuna's what twenty four. Yeah. Um, what's how old is Ozzy Albies? Like twenty six. Albies is a probably yeah in and around that yeah. same age. Yeah. They've got Soroka coming back. They, like this is like this is a a good team. Like their window is still very yeah. strong to to do what they did. And they like we said they won the damn World Series last year without the best player on that team. We love yeah. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman was the face of Atlanta. Freddie Freeman was not the best player on that team right. it's it's ronald acuna jr those are yeah. fact like oh, we're yeah, talking about but, the best players in baseball yeah much uh the skill set's just much more explosive freeman's the thing with freeman is just that he's so goddamn steady and he plays at that extremely high level but he's well there was a good comparison i heard for him is that his career's most uh resembled eddie murray's so far and i think that's a very good comparison for freddie freeman that's because Nobody was saying that, I mean, Murray was a, but it, it was like that quiet superstar. Nobody is being like Mike Trout about Freddie Freeman. Nobody's going to say he's the greatest first baseman of all time. Yeah. Nobody's, I think, even going to say that he's the greatest first baseman of his generation, but he's just quietly been like top three for most of his career, you know? Certainly oh, in the yeah. recent years. Absolutely. Like we've said, it's, I mean, there's just like, a, when it comes to the whole like, like this, this is like that. That trade was incredible because mainly also Yankee fans were convinced they were getting Olsen. Like so cocky. My thing is like I don't like talking any shit. I don't even like talking shit about like being like, haha, you didn't get them because there's still plenty of time for things to happen. The Yankees can get better, just like the Red Sox will get better. Yeah. Um. So there's still plenty of time for the Yankees to do a multitude of things. So it's the idea of like Red Sox fans like talking shit. Like don't talk shit until opening day because the rosters are made. Then you can talk some shit. Oh, you know who are the most obnoxious fans right now though? Are the Blue Jays fans that are like, we're gonna win the division. We've got. And it's just like, no, you guys, I don't care that you got Kevin Gaussman and that yeah. you signed the Yusei Kikuchi. Like your guys always break down. This happens literally every year. Once they win the division, Fine. Then they can talk. But stop yeah. being like, you know, like, oh, we've got our great young core. It's like you guys had that yeah. great young core last year and you didn't make the playoffs. You had the Cy Young Award winner, Robbie Ray, and you didn't you make didn't. the playoffs. Just don't stop getting ahead of yourselves, guys. Yeah, you you are in the toughest division in baseball. So sorry about that, Blue Jays fans. But also the idea of them believing that they're just like getting everybody. They're like, oh, we're they've become like Yankee fans in the fact of like we're getting Schwarber and we're getting Freeman. Like things like this. Like you could get both, you could get none, you could get what? Like it's like uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um yeah, you hit a or the idea of like them being like, oh yeah, we're gonna run the division because of our vaccine thing. So we just found <laughs> out that Xander is vaccinated. We just found out that Arroyo is vaccinated. So like these guys that you thought weren't gonna be able to play, turns out that they're getting vaccinated. You know, the sale is the big question mark at this point. But that's one game, you know, that's one game exactly. maximum. He might not even be scared. They can set it up so he's yeah, not even scheduled to pitch in that series. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, so like, but our yeah, our actual guys are getting themselves vaccinated. Thankfully, yes. Oh, but well, uh, it took long enough. But yeah. so, on that note, now that we're done with the big trades from all of this, I don't think we missed anything. If we did, and that's a team that you follow, sorry. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about the Red Sox right now? Uh, right now, I feel fine because we're not close to this being done. Like, if this were, like, opening day, and this is the team we're going in with, I'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, we're in third, fourth place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't see us right now. We're, I don't even, like, cool. I don't necessarily think we're better than the Yankees, like, right now. I don't think – we're definitely not – I don't think we're better than the Blue Jays. I don't – like, we do – I think our pitching is pretty good, and I think a lot of things can fall into place, but I think we need a bat. Like I, th- I do wh- wherever it comes from trading. Like I would, I'd even take more pitching. Like we need more bullpen help. But the problem is, you get people panicking when there's no time to freaking panic. Yeah. So what? What's an example of this panicking? What have you? What have you been seeing? That's because I, I think I know some of what you're talking about with. Yeah. Well, most um, of it I is just anti-hype. Like a lot of anti-hime. Don't you feel like this happened at the trade deadline too? It happened. Where it when- happened off last off season too. Yeah, it's never, and then, like, they brought in Kike. How much do you think Kike would be getting after this season? Oh, a hell of a lot more. Like, Haim was smart. Haim is smart. 
and, but it's good, but it's not sexy, and he yeah. hasn't mm-hmm. made that big signing, and they want him to prove that he can make the big signing. He hasn't yeah. brought in Devers. He's not back. He's there's all that shit about Xander, but I just don't understand the gloom and doom. Like what? Like four four days into this like new free free agency thing. It's like. Nobody, like, none of the big guys have, like, we were talking about Martin Perez signed. Wow! Like, congrats, Martin. That's not going to make the Texas Rangers any worse. I mean, it could make them worse, but it's definitely not making them any better. Whereas, like, I don't know. And you just, there's just speculation that, like, the the Yankees are gonna do, are are in on uh you know, there's just speculation I mean at this point everybody's in on friggin Freeman so it's really he gets to pick where the hell he wants to go does he want to yeah. go all, I still think I see the Dodgers as like his number one landing spot he's a California guy I I honestly at this point don't I have no idea where he's going to land as long as it's I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going to I don't give a shit <laughs> I think it would be funny if it was Toronto just to be like just so that when they inevitably collapse it'll be even funnier but yeah. uh. <laughs> I, mean, I just, my thing, yeah. Say so Suzuki's sort of in the same position where I think he'd be a terrific fit for the Red Sox. Oh, Who knows sure. where he's going to land? But you just have people being like, and this is, I'm, and this is where I am a little annoyed. Okay, the moves that Bloom has made have not necessarily been super cheap, and that's what I'm a little annoyed with. Like you can sign Michael Waka for seven million dollars to effectively be your fifth starter, long reliever, like. It's not the cheapest guy that you could get to do that. So let, 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 let's calm down with that a little bit. You know, he's given money to Rich Hill. Who else does he brought in to, uh, this offseason prior to the— He, he uh, brought in James Paxton, but that was like a really good deal. Paxton, who was injured, uh, took on Jackie Bradley's salary to get those two prospects and dealt Renfro probably, I'm sorry, but probably at his uh, career at his career high. Uh, people are— well, Listen, if he hits 40 bombs for Milwaukee— uh, I'll, I, I'll be corrected, but I think last year is the best we're going to see from him, yeah. honestly. Um, not a bad player by any means, but I don't think he was going to get better than what we got from him. And, um, But I don't think you can, I just don't think you can accuse him of being cheap. He took on an additional, like, what, $5 million to bring back Bradley and get those prospects. Yeah. So. And that's the thing that people don't seem to understand, or they think that because they spent this, or they just, this what really gets me. And John Henry, like, they had to come out and say, we're not afraid of going over the luxury tax. You get fans that are like, oh, well, you know, that money that we just gave to, um, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. that'll take it on that contract. Now we can't go after a big dog. Fuck that. They absolutely can. Yep. I don't know oh, where they... you're thinking this logic, really. I think some of it is also just that the there isn't there are there haven't been any free agents that make a ton of sense to me. If that like where it's just like you put them in there and it's like, oh, yeah. That's a Red Sox player right there. The closest that I've seen is say a Suzuki, where it just yeah. fits his skill set and the right field position makes sense. But who knows where he wants to go? I'm hearing he wants to go to uh, San Diego. The Cubs are making a huge bid for him. Like who, you know, like who who knows what's going to happen with that? You can't control where the players are going to want to play. Absolutely. You can offer the most money and sometimes they'll take it, but sometimes they'll just be like, I don't want to play for your team. And like, I'm sorry. You have to suck it the fuck up as a fan, and it's not High and Bloom's fault that like they don't want to come to Boston. And we've had these like, okay, we'll overpay them to make them come here signings. They never work. No. They never work. When have we? I mean, the last guy that I can remember being overpaid like with one of those huge contracts that actually worked out, Manny Ramirez. Yeah, I mean, I would say Price worked to an extent because we he was. He was an important part of winning that World Series, but then you see what has to happen with it. You have to trade it to load it off. Yeah, you have to so get rid like, of it. So it's like, yeah, and like you could tell that man, we won a World Series here. That man was goddamn miserable the entire time he oh. was here. He should have taken less money, gone to St. Louis. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly. No, he would have loved St. Louis. He would have been yeah. real happy there. Um, and I don't hold it against David Price for taking the money. That was like. I don't uh, either. It was like over $200 million. That was a comical amount of money that he got. He got more money than Scherzer in that initial, like, Scherzer yeah. deal that he signed with um, the Nationals. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, just throwing money at your problems isn't going to fix them, I think, is the— uh, they, There has to be—and that's something that I actually appreciate about Bloom is that it doesn't seem like he's signed anybody that's been, like, a truly bad fit. 
there have no. been guys that didn't work out, but those are never like the big guys either. It's not like Kike didn't do anything. Not that $7 million is a lot, but, you know, Kike did fine. Better than yeah. fine, honestly. He was one of their best players last year. Um, Alex Verdugo, who was, I would say, was the centerpiece of the uh, Mookie trade, has been perfectly fine. Yeah, you know? and I think without the shift, I think he's going to have a really good... He might be all-star year. I just wish Verdugo. he would figure out how to go opposite field, because he'd hit, like, 50 yeah. doubles if he did that. Uh, I know. Maybe he's figuring it out. He looks to be, like, in really good shape this offseason. Maybe he's really working on things. I, I, I am expecting, like, actually a pretty big season from Verdugo. I really I am. hope so. I, I think Verdugo... So. And then, uh, yeah, it really just comes down to... You're right about, like, who's the pro- correct fit for the Red Sox. And do you want them, do you want Haim to spend? And then if it's a bust, are you going to complain instead? Like, well, why did he do that? I was like, this is what you were begging him for. Also, why does he need to prove to you that he has to make a big side? Like, I, I really don't understand. I don't get it. I really yeah. don't. I mean, I can tell you my theory with some of this also. What I've noticed is that the game is really trending towards paying the younger players money earlier. Mm-hmm. during the arbitration years, and it branches out longer because we've seen that with uh, Wander Franco, Ronald Acuna, Fernando mm-hmm. Tatis. Seen that with all of them. Um, so I could see somebody like Cassis, if he is what people think he is, I could see him getting one of those extensions very early. Yeah, um, that's and I'm point. wondering if that's some of why we haven't seen those extensions for Xander Endeavors yet. I think that they're gauging. I, I hate to admit it, but I get the feeling Xander's going to opt out. He definitely is going to have that. He's not going to, and that they're not going to make a real competitive offer for him. And I hate that because I love Xander Bogarts. I, I love too. these guys that come up with the team. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, I, like it's it's tough. It's tough though with with aging players because it's a system that rewards guys that are past their prime a bit more than it does guys that are haven't hit their prime yet. And how do you get around that? Well, right. you give them the big contract earlier. No, very true. And uh, we just are clearly showing that we are living in a time where you're not keeping your superstars. Like the Red Sox didn't keep Mookie Betts. It it appears 99.9% that Atlanta is not keeping Freddie Freeman, barring some crazy thing. Um, you know, uh, well, they so- did keep him initially, though. They got him on a long term deal much when he was much younger. They did. I think it was they eight did. years. It's true, but the idea of, like, Freddie Freeman not having his entire career in Atlanta feels strange. It's very weird. You know, it is. He is. You're right. He is entering, like, free agency at 33, I believe. So he definitely is entering it a little older. And he did sign an extension where he's like, Betts never did anything with that. And then went into free agency at, like, 28. But, I mean, that's what he wanted to. And he would have gotten more money if he didn't enter it into a COVID season. And who knows if he would have stayed with the Dodgers. Probably because it's the goddamn Dodgers. But he would have at least had people to be acting the way that they are for Freddie Freeman right now for Mookie had really he not been like the Dodgers not been like, well, his 365. Do you want to sign here? Oh, sure. Type of thing. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, am I going to be an idiot at this point? Um, so, and it was like, yeah. So here's what I want to know, though. What do you think of the two guys that the Red Sox brought in, Matt Strom and Jake? Uh, is it Dykeman, Dickman, Dickman? Dickman. I, I don't Dickman. I can't, Dickman. I can't call him. I can't call him Dickman. No, you can call him Dick Man if you want, but a pretty I think like when he's doing badly, I'm gonna call him Dick Man. Dick Man. Yeah. I've liked Deekman for a while, actually. I am like I, I was aware of Strom. Um he was in San Diego and I was like, oh, he's got some cool moss and he's a lefty. And then they added quite a bit of lefties, but I've really liked I've liked Deekman for a while. I think Deekman's gonna be really good for this pen. I think the pen is shaping up nicely. Like you've said, they they still need a right hander to go in yeah. there. I know there are some people that are begging for a closer, um, but I don't necessarily know if Haim Bloom is going to go with the concept of the true closer or, or, you know, is our closer already there? Like we don't, you don't know. We didn't even know what the hell we had with uh, Whitlock. And now you have people begging for Whitlock to be the closer. I'm like, why? I do not want Whitlock to be the closer. You're wasting no. a four-pitch arsenal for a guy who yeah. should be your number three starter. It's like saying, let's have Chris Sale be the closer. He has closing experience because he came up yeah. a reliever, closed out the World Series. But you're, it's a waste to put somebody like that as your closer. 
Eric Somebody Chavez. like Tanner Houck, who has like two pitches and can't go through five innings, makes a little bit more sense. Not that I think how we should give up on him as a starter necessarily, oh, no. but no. Um, somebody like that makes more sense to me than Whitlock does just because he had success there last year. Um, Whitlock is great. I he should be a starter. I'm the other way around from you on the new guys. I don't dislike uh, uh, Deakman, by the way. I think um, I think that they already have a lefty with good with great stuff and not so great control uh, in Darwin's and Hernandez. So it's a little bit of a repetitive skill set. But one, the deal they got him on, it's like I think what like four million a year for two years with another option. So yeah, on the luxury tax, it's only three and a half million. So that's already a team friendly deal. Um, and he knows how to pitch, you know? He's been around yeah. for a while. You don't pitch in the majors for, like, 10 years, 12 years, however long it's been, by mistake, you know? Um, he's had some really good seasons, some not-so-good seasons, but I think he's... I heard some people be like, oh, I think he's going to be the closer. No, I, I, please, no. We, we don't We don't need that. No. So, we don't need somebody with that I kind mean, of control as the closer. I would love for them to get somebody who has just really good control, because right now well, there's really nobody. It's funny that you said that, because you know who throws a lot of strikes? Matt Strom. They're perfect, then. Who knows? Watch Max Strom be, like, the closer, and, like, everybody's like, ah! You, Strom, you never know. Strom's been a starter for mm-hmm. a good chunk of his career, but was very good at that. The injuries that he's had that have caused him to, um, you know, be available for $3 million and barely pitch last year, they're not arm-related. It's his knees. Mm. So you lessen you lessen the stress on those, have him throw in an inning, not instead of six. Yeah, I I think you could see him. He's got a great slider, pretty good fastball. I think you could see him uh, really being a quality setup guy. Who knows? You know, because I do think uh, I do think we're going to be seeing Barnes as a closer to start the season. It doesn't make any sense for him not to be. It's gonna piss off a lot of people, but I think it's like because uh, Ed and I are on the same page with uh, Matt Barnes can close. Matt Barnes proved for half of a season, an all-star making half season, that he can close baseball games. He just was so overused that he then got in his own head. So I think he might be somebody who would really benefit from talking to the the psychologist that they have and really get to the root of the mental aspect of the game, doing that, and then him not being overused and being overused because you just didn't have anybody else in that pen to help him. Utilize him properly. He is goddamn good. I think that that's a really beautiful thing with bringing in uh, Deakman also. That this just came to mind. He's somebody that can get that big strikeout for you, so you don't have to use Barnes in that situation. Um, I think he's a bit more effective at that than Adevino was last year. But Adevino got worn down, too. He's another guy, same mm-hmm. age, 35, as yeah. as, as uh, Deakman is. And it's just, uh, they need to bring in somebody for that yeah. load, whether it's Ryan Tapera. Whether it's uh, some, I don't know. There are a few guys. I I I, I have a fetish for our, for Archie Bradley. I don't know. Uh, no, nobody else seems Archie to Bradley like is, him. No, I mean my thing is like, give me all the goddamn arms, and we figure some shit out yeah. during spring training. Sign them all. Like that's why, uh, like you know, people also get mad when you see this a signing of a Deakman or a signing of a Strom because then you get like, oh, I've never heard of them. And I was like, these are depth moves you need yeah. goddamn depth moves like for crying out loud the goddamn fucking dodges just got jake lamb because it's a depth move and they're yeah. the dodgers like come on people like Ugh. it's just frustrating <laughs> yeah oh no it is but i don't know people just like their uh their instant gratification they like their splash they like being able to say oh look who we got oh of course of course but do, but, do, do you uh, think anybody could have told you that uh, Garrett Whitlock was going to be the best reliever last year, a Rule 5 pick? Like, yeah. you just or don't that, know. Or that this guy, that Minnesota dump named David Ortiz, and we just kind of, like, took a flyer on him? Like, Yeah, I mean, that was a one-year deal. Like, I wonder what the – I really wonder what the – if Twitter had existed then in, like, what, 2003, what they were about, like, this guy, gosh, he's a scrub. What do we think? David Ortiz, like, I mean, you know, people would have acted like that. Oh, God, yeah, no, and people would have been like, oh, he's going to get into Shea Hillenbrand's playing time, he's going to get into Jeremy Giambi, R.I.P.'s playing time, like. Yeah, so it's just, like, people just, my thing is, like, I don't judge shit until I have the actual, like, blueprint in front of me until so I know 
Yeah, it's so it's still so early. Like, yeah, okay, the season starts April what, like ninth or something like that, or sixth maybe. Yeah, I think um, it's the sixth or the seventh. The sixth. I forget. But... Yeah, so it starts like mid, <laughs> you know, mid first week of April. Like we're getting games, but like the thing is, like, and yeah, I understand it's like March fifteenth at this point, but like this this is like because we had a giant lockout. Like things are going to start falling into place, and your team will get better. I said this during the entire All Star break. Um, the entire um. What the entire uh, trade deadline and what happened? The Red Sox got the best bat at the goddamn trade deadline. They didn't get him for two weeks, and everybody thought that it was a waste. And then remember the remember the Yankees got red hot, and they out in Rizzo, and everyone was talking about how great, like, oh, isn't it great to? And then the Red Sox were in the ALCS, and the Yankees yeah. went home in the wild card game. So yeah. that's like, and that's sort of where I'm at as far as like just people complaining about Bloom and the yeah. way that he does things with it because mm-hmm. i haven't liked every signing that he did i thought you know mediocre matt andrees was i mean it was mm. good for garrett whitlock but it was i was not excited for that signing there have been there martin perez i don't know why he brought yeah, him back never um, understood that i don't know why you saw him martin perez yeah of yeah. course and we like bloom and we'll like add, as ed's rattling off we will admit when we're like okay this doesn't make sense but at the same time it's like a bigger process of of, of things yeah. than it's, we'll ever understand yeah, and I am just, it's also just, again, we're four days into into spring training, yeah. like, or it's just, we're four days into the market being open again. Yeah. Also, we have baseball back, which is great, so we why do. are people being, like, just stop being so fucking negative about it, you know, just enjoy it, enjoy that there's a competitive team on the field and people aren't going to like that, oh, this is Boston where we've got champion, we, we'll go, we like championships, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up with that. Like, do you, you know how that entitled, entitled that sounds? If to Reds fans, to A's fans, whose teams are going through fire sales right now. Yeah. To Twins fans, be. you can't decide if they're selling or buying. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's, that, what's going on in Minnesota is the real question. I think that's where Cor- Carlos Corey is going to end up because that makes as much sense as anything else, you know? That would be hilarious. I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. the pure chaos of it, frankly. Oh, they're true. a chaos and organization. It- and it's so interesting to like sort of not in like, you know, we're like, oh, we have a clear cut way of like where a Freeman's going to go or where Korea is going to go. And then at the same time, we have like no effing idea. Yeah. They haven't signed yet. Trevor yeah. hasn't signed. Castellanos hasn't signed. Um, hang on. Let me get my list up. I'm just going to list a few yeah. guys that four days Pretty into much this. everybody has There signed. are not, yeah, the, the, the majority of people still haven't signed. We're seeing a lot of minor league deals. We're seeing a yeah. lot of, like, relievers get, like, yeah. small-scale deals. Yeah, hang like, on a second. Ottavino, just... Ottavino went to the, you know, he's he's glad that, you know, a team in New York's trying to win. Oh, the that was kind of funny. That was pretty funny. Okay, so we got Freeman. We got Correa. We got Chris Bryant. Still a free agent. Uh, Nick Castellanos, still a free agent. Uh, Trevor Story, still a free agent. Uh, who else we got? Kyle Schwarber, still a free agent. Kensley, J- Kenley Jansen, still a free agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like all the big dogs are still out there for yeah. plenty of teams to take. Michael Pineda, Michael Conforto, Anthony Rizzo. Uh... Yeah, Everybody. there's still I, I haven't even gotten to like 40 yet, you know. Say a Suzuki still hasn't signed. Uh Danny Duffy, Eddie Rosario, Zach Grinke, who's not coming to the Red Sox, he would be a worse fit than David Price oh. was. Oh, Matt geez. Boyd, Andrew Chafin, Zach Davies, um, Donovan Solano, for those of you who don't think the Red Sox have a second baseman, uh, Jorge Soler. Uh, Jonathan Villar. Uh, Colin McHugh just signed today. Yes, he's going to Atlanta. Michael Givens and Archie Bradley for your right-handed bullpen needs. Tommy Pham is an outfielder that could bounce back pretty effectively. Yeah, Jock Peterson, Corey Dickerson. Both Andersons, Tyler and Brett. Not that the Red Sox need more lefties, but uh, they're available. But you see what I'm saying? There's a shitload of talent out there. We've got just yeah. got to 70, number 75 on my list there, so... Yeah, no, it's just the fact that there's, yeah, like you said, there's just so much out there. There's still time. It's like, oh, okay. Like, did you think the Yankees, I don't think the Yankees got exponentially better with what they did. So um, at this point, the Jays are still the, the, yeah, they got Gosman, but like the last time Gosman was in the AL East, he was complete, not a dog shit. So maybe he's going to become that again. It would just be fucking, I'd feel bad for him, but it would also be hysterical. 
it's tough leaving a pitcher-friendly team like that, too. And I don't even mean pitcher-friendly because the Giants have a good pitcher park. They've got a really good coaching staff that's been able yes. to get the most out of their pitchers. I haven't seen, other than Robbie Ray, I have not seen that happen with the uh, with the Rays. And Ray always, not the Rays, sorry, the Jays. Um, mm-hmm. And Ray always had electric stuff. He'd had good seasons before yeah. Arizona and just sort of I forgot about it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just really, uh, within our division, I think if we make the moves that, I believe they can make. And that doesn't mean a Freeman. That doesn't mean a Correa. I think that they can, especially it helps if nobody in our division gets either of those men. If they do, yeah, it's going to make it a little more difficult. But like the fact is we're the team in the division that went the furthest in the playoffs. Like we went for almost two, two wins away from making it to the world series. They just had a a power failure when it came to hitting, you know, the Red Sox Um, decapitated the two other AL East teams though. Yeah. I think we still have really strong pitching. I think, um, I think sales going to come back to pretty good form. So I think we have a dynamic one, two punch at the, at the top there. And then it's whether or not we, we figure out where, you know, the rest of it's sort of going to fill in, like, where is a rich Hill going to be? Where is a, a Garrett Whitlock going to be? What are you going to be using uh, Tanner Houck in what capacity? Um, you know, what, what is Michael Walker going to be like, you just have these yeah. things, but I mean, going in, I think we have like a damn good one too. And if you were figure and if they do via trade, trying to get like a young guy in there, like you could potentially create a, a solid, like one, two, three smack yeah. that like, cause the Yankees, like they, they're pitching. Like, I'm sorry, Montgomery never scares me. Cole, we've rat- rattled the shit out of Garrett Cole. Yeah. Like, um, and yeah, sure. Like they, like I said, I think that technically, you saying goodbye to the reigning Cy Young Award winner and signing Gosman, you've gotten worse. I'm so I'm sorry. So uh, like, it's a winnable division if you make the the right smart moves, and I think Hyam potentially can do that. And it doesn't have to be like we said the sexiest guy. I mean, did anybody think the 2021 Red Sox were going to do what they did? Hell no, they completely overachieved. I I still think their championship window is 2023 and beyond because that that's like the emergence of a Casas, and then we can see what the hell you know, like you know, this season's gonna really see how Casas goes, but it's gonna be good for seeing you know, evaluating some of the other talent. Like where is York at at the end of 2022? Like things like this. Well, some of the other guys too. What's Duran's real value? What's Jeter Downs really capable of? What's what's Brian Bello got? You know, where's Mm -hmm. Jay? Is Jay Groom going to be a real player? You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to look out there. Yeah, (laughs) so we've gotten so bogged down on Red Sox stuff right now. Like, but what other has there been a lot of other free agency action? I feel like most of the big guys are just still. I, there's been there's been rumors like my favorite rumor of all time is that the Colorado Rockies are trying to go hard for Chris Bryant. What? Why? To Chris. see if he can hit seventy home runs there, maybe I don't know. Like, and like you get the people being like, oh well, he said he wants to be close to Vegas. Yeah, but like San Diego, close to Vegas. He also went to um, University of San Diego. I'd go to San Diego for less money than I'd ever go to goddamn Colorado for. I don't get it. It makes sense. Uh, I mean, you could also wait for Vegas to get an expansion team and just then go there. <laughs> right? Sign a one-year deal. Like, you're a Boris guy. You and Boris get together and be like, we know it's going to Vegas, buddy. We'll go to Vegas after we play a one-year or some shit like that, some weird. I'm pretty sure he's a Boris guy. I feel like he's a Boris guy. I could have just totally made that up. He seems so here- like a Boris. Here's an idea. Here's a, a, a quick game we're going to play, though, okay? I'm going to name a free agent signing, and you're going to tell me what you think of it, okay? Okay. So I'm just going to go through Rattle them up. My, my list here. So these are going to be guys who have signed in, like, the last mm-hmm. four days. So let's see here. Who's the first one? I'm literally starting at number – Clayton Kershaw to the Dodgers, $17 million one year. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it was there in Texas, and staying in L.A., like, makes so much sense. Carlos Rodon, two years, forty-four million with the Giants. Um, I think he's going to wear down, but like you said, they also do have a really good uh, pitching, so he could also have a really, really, really great season for them. And I think it's good. I think you potentially replace Gosman with maybe better. It's really the durability. Like it's not saying like we don't know that Rodon's not good. Rodon is good. He has great stuff. It's it's just the durability of Rodon. That's fair. Nelson Cruz, one year, uh, 13 million Washington Nationals with a mutual option for 2023. 
a shitload of money to just be hitting home runs and hanging out with Juan Soto. I love Why that. Not? I love Why that not? signing so much because he's it gives Soto protection. And they're gonna I I don't they seem like they'd be a great like buddy cock duo with like the old yeah. vet who's almost to retired and the young hotshot, like, that's going to be fun. That's yeah, it, the it's Nationals only going to help Juan Soto. Oh, yeah. Like, they no, did the that Na- for Juan. <laughs> the Nationals might not be great, but they're going to be they're going to be a blast to watch. Oh, absolutely. Just for that. Two great hitters right there. And one's old, like you said, one's the seasoned veteran, and one's potentially going to be the best player in baseball. Yeah. Seo Suzuki, uh, five years, uh, seventy million to the Padres. Psych, that didn't really happen. Bob, I know what, what weird, what weird rumors like was surrounding him. That would be, that would have been a steal if that yeah, happened. Would have been, but um, yeah, that was that was stupid. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi, thirty-six million, three years, to, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I don't think Kikuchi's that good. Yeah, he had a really good first half, similar to Matt Barnes. He was an all-star last year, but he mm. really got hammered that side of the season. And that is an issue that some Japanese pitchers have had where they break down the second half because yeah, it's, mean, a different, it's a different workload. Yeah. Yu Darvish is the exception. Hiroki Karuda, Masahiro Tanaka, they've been the exception, not the rule. My God, I love Darvish. <laughs> I do, too. I really, he's never going to be a Red Sox, but he's, oh, he's fun but, to watch. Yeah. Here's a good one. Jose Iglesias, Colorado Rockies, $5 million one year. Good for him. Yeah. Like, good for him. Um, I don't understand the fans that really wanted him back. Oh, I want I thought that um, he was a good, he's a, he's the best possible utility guy. Well, see, you, you, were, have you wanted team. him for, like, utility. Like, yeah. some people just, like, literally were like, fuck Arroyo or fuck whoever. You're my everyday second baseman. And I'm like, what? Like, that was the logic of some people. Yeah, it was a little, Not my- a little bit weird. Um, so this is kind of a combo one: Josh Harrison and Joe Kelly to the White Sox. Okay, the the deciding factor for Joe Kelly being um, Tony Larusa is hysterical because even- loves him. Yeah, it wasn't even like they played together in St. Louis. Like when Joe Kelly came up, it was Matheny. Yep. So unless there was just like before that, they just knew each other through the mile, him being in the mile. No, it was it was from Larusa with his time with the Red Sox. Oh, was that it? Oh, okay, yeah, right. that's what it was. was okay, so they they connected via there. Um, yeah, so um, good for Joe. I would have liked to have, have gotten Joe back. It's so interesting that like Joe goes home to then just go like won a World Series, but then just to go to the cold again of like, uh, you know, <laughs> Chicago. It's like, okay, you left home. My thing, I thought Joe would have maybe been like, I'm going to go down to Anaheim, just stay stay home as much yeah. as I can. If the Dodgers don't want me, I'm just going to go to Anaheim or something like that. He but. really is the most California human being I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Cali. Cali um, going through and through. I like Josh Harrison also. I think I I'm really like happy Harrison. for him uh, making, he's really made a lot out of after practically being out of baseball. And I don't know if he's, I think he's going to be their starting second baseman replacing uh, Cesar Hernandez there. So I think that's a nice, uh, a nice yeah. little move. Uh, Colin McHugh to the Braves two years, 10 million. Yeah, that makes, it makes complete sense. He's going to be really, he's going to be really good for them. They already have a really good pen. So they're just trying to get that pen even better. Andrew That's- McCutcheon to the Brewers. Hell yeah, go the Brew Crew, Kutch. <laughs> like the Brew Crew seems like they just have a blast playing baseball, and that he's the type of player that has a blast. So like when he was in the like when he was a Yankee, it looked like it sucked out his soul. And I think he's even come out and like sort of said that it it did suck out yeah. his soul. Like, you know, he had to like cut his hair, he had to shave his beard, he had to like be this straight laced person that really isn't him. Whereas I feel like Milwaukee feels like the type of place that's just like you be you, and that feels like a really good fit for my cutchin. Ian Kennedy, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Wasn't he a Diamondback before too? He was. He was. He had his breakout with the Diamondbacks. He came up a Yankee. He was one of them. He was part of that trade for Max Scherzer, that three-way trade with the Yankees, Tigers, oh. and Diamondbacks. Yeah, because I remember he was a Yankee at first, uh, and then yeah, he, they thought he was going to be like a stud starter, but he's really coming to his own in the in the pen. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like like we talk about these relievers and being potentially hit or miss. Uh, to me, just hoard them all if you can get them. 
see what you, they can get from you. So uh, good luck to, you know, it's nobody cares about, I, if you're an Arizona Diamondback fan and you're listening to this, I apologize, but it does not seem <laughs> like people really care about baseball in Arizona. So just go out there and pitch. So I've just skipped over a bunch of them because it's like just random relievers and shit oh, like that. But here's one for you. Williams Astudio, minor league deal with the Miami Marlins. The boy he Williams. Will, he will be like fitting in down in Miami. He's got like the Miami vibes. He's got his like sexy dance moves and oh. his big belly and the ladies are going to love him. <laughs> love that guy. Uh I'm just going through here. I don't really see a lot that are. I was surprised Oduvel Herrera got a major league deal, um, but oh, I guess it is with the off. Phillies. That asshole. Um, another abusing piece of shit. Uh, Lewis Brinson, uh, former top prospect uh, from the Christian Yelich deal, he was the big part of that side. A minor league deal with the Astros. Hey, I, I mean, I want people. Yeah, I mean, that's so... I feel bad for these people that... Like, that's the thing is when we just talk up these kids and they just don't perform the way we think they are. I just... I mean, I feel bad for them. Yeah, no, it's... That's the thing that for every prospects that that makes it, they're a good five or ten that don't, so... Yeah, You just can't... Nothing's a sure thing. You can think it's a sure thing, and nothing's a sure thing. Ones that are particularly, I guess, Sean Doolittle uh, got a major league deal further proving that if you are left handed and have a pulse, you can pitch until you're 50. Who do you who signed him? Uh, Washington Nationals, so it's a real homecoming. Oh, he went back, he went, yeah, back home. Uh, Nico Goodrum to the Astros (laughs) on a major league deal. That's a utility guy. Good for Nico. I kind of like, oh, my my boy Ryan Lavarnway signed a minor league deal with the Tigers. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that that's it for my uh, for my guys on that. Yeah. I don't want to go over like my my yeah. 275th person, but uh, person. Yeah, yeah, the the big yeah. guys. We've covered the big guys. Yeah, we covered the big the big signings. I think, and you yeah. know, we'll have more next week. We'll have we some will. actual spring training games. Holy yes. shit! Woo! I'm gonna Baseball be in. Te- I'm gonna. I'm gonna be in Texas for the first two, so we're gonna see if uh, we're gonna see if uh, how how much that blackout thing about Nesson on Fubo is actually true. Uh, how much I'm not actually able to watch spring training game. Mm. I was happy to learn that the televised ones are all gonna be on Wednesdays, and I work from home on Wednesday, so oh, I'll that's actually nice. get to watch those, which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah. I love the early spring training games. I love watching the minor leaguers there. Uh, oh, just me kind too. We've got. It's so. fun. It's so fun. And then if you have T-Mobile, uh, T-Mobile's bringing back MLB TV for free. Um, they haven't announced exactly like when you're going to be able to sign up. Usually it's like a day or two before <sighs> um, before opening day. So if you're a T-Mobile person, you'll get another free season, which is I'm great for me. I'm not a T-Mobile person. I'm an AT&T yeah. person. So, you know, I yeah. think I get Lily, though, who of the of the uh, the spokespeople is at the very least objectively the hottest. So, yes, you do. Like she, she, she is. A, she is a good spokesperson. Yeah, <laughs> like she is. She's very uh, she's very good at what she does. And I also enjoy looking at her. Yeah. Um. So once again, thank you for listening to us. Like we said, we've got baseball coming back live in our faces. We're excited. We're hoping the frenzy is going to be picking up. There's been it's been more of a trade frenzy. But I think things are going to start falling. And I literally at this point have no clue where anybody's going to sign. I feel like it's a crapshoot. <laughs> We're going to be having a very different conversation next week about the same stuff. So, you know, it's yeah. going to be fun. And I'm, uh, I'm excited for it. Well, thank you, guys. Stuck